Walking Between Worlds is produced by CultureBound. Our purpose is to equip people to be effective in a language and culture different than their own. We don't necessarily agree with all of the opinions expressed by guests on the podcast, but we highly value the conversations that take place when we listen carefully to what one another is saying. To learn more about CultureBound, visit our website at www.culturebound.org. Welcome to this episode of Walking Between Worlds. This is episode five of our third series, and today we're going to talk about the church and some of the changes that have occurred in our church lives because of COVID. We're going to talk about online services. We're going to talk about having small in-home gatherings. We're going to talk about virtual church-going experiences, um, Zoom church, all of that. So... Um, we're going to talk about those things and then some other things will come into there too. So I'm your, one of your co-hosts, Kylie Trout. And I'm your other co-host, John Mazzarella. And today we have on two of our most consistent guests, Terry Steele. Hey, how's it going? And Jacob Huey. Hello there. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan. You are a bold one. (laughs) So John, you'll understand this because you have, you have a young child currently. Mm -hmm. So do you remember when, before COVID, you would take your child down to one of those sticky playrooms. That's right. Drop her off. With all the sticky toys. With all the sticky toys <laughs> that never get washed. <laughs> <laughs> and leave her there for like two hours. <laughs> That's and right. then come get her. Someone else might like change her diaper. And yeah. Then, and then you come get her. It's a crazy thought now. <laughs> yeah. They would probably share a snack that, you know, the teacher or whoever in there would probably handle with their bare hands and just put it on a napkin that's on the table. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. You know, all the kids would probably swap food and drink out of right. each other's cups. Kiss each other on each the other. mouths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Toddlers like do a, that. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that. That Yeah. Nice to have that two-hour break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, it's interesting kind of seeing um, families, as, we've, as our church mm-hmm. in particular has kind of transitioned back to being in person, seeing families come in with all of their kids and have them all try and sit quietly during the service. Yeah. That's been, that's been kind of cool. I mean, it's cool to see like families, whole families in service together. I think it is, I think. And especially with worship, you know, um, keeping the kids in there. I think we did that originally anyways, you know, but a lot of churches just, just don't. And hopefully they're, they're able to do that now and see the kind of the benefit of including kids in the worship, like adult worship. I mean, it's just worship. It's worship for everyone. Right. You know, it's really about being together. So, um, as a teacher, I really enjoy having families there and mm. even young kids and mm. babies. And I've, I, this has allowed, this is one of the things I've noticed very much so, it has allowed a less formal setting for the church. It's mm. almost like, praise mm. the Lord, we actually can see each other. And I know a lot of parents are like, oh, I'm sorry, my kids, I'm sorry, my kids. I'm, my two autistic boys sit in the back and they will sometimes make noise. And so I say, I love the sound of children. Yeah. It's the sound of life. Yeah. And if a kid is being too loud, you just go, okay, no big deal. Don't you make just a go with it. it. You just, yeah, you just accept no, it. No, that's the way the family works. Mm. And if we want, we know we want our boys to hear the sermons and the lessons as much as they may not comprehend a lot because we want them to hear it over and over and over again. So it gets in there and it does, mm-hmm. you know, when we are reading the Bible at night, it's amazing what comes out of our boys' mouth that we're like, we didn't teach them that. They're like, they heard it at church. I'm like, all right, let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Surprise, even, yeah, kids that just, they they pick up more than we ever 
even guess sometimes when oh, it they're comes complete to stuff. sponges yeah so all that to say when we entered the pandemic era there was a massive switch to online services and or a lot of churches kind of scrambling to get um, their services live streamed or pre-recorded or both or and then and including worship in that as well yeah um and there have been some positives and some challenges with that i think um but how is that how has that been working i think i mean the, the the hardest thing i think is worship for people honestly especially when it's done remotely you know there's um i mean the spirit works mm-hmm. i mean the spirit's there with worship and it can be in your own home too but there's something about gathering together singing together it's also sometimes it's a little awkward to sing at home in front of the tv it's just doesn't seem like the place for it mm-hmm. and it, that takes some getting used to you know um and so i haven't been fully comfortable singing to the tv <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think one of the things I've enjoyed is here's Josh, my eldest, very autistic, sitting in front of the TV. And this happened when I wasn't there on Sunday yeah. is the service kept on running and previous services were coming on. So he would hear the worship, the sermon, closing worship, and then they would start over again with a new worship set and went through several different weeks that way in, a, in one morning. And he was so dialed into the worship. That's so cool. It really is amazing. and. When you hear him actually singing, he's on key. It's a little tuneless, but it's on key, and he's actually sings the words, which wow. you just go, wow. So for us, we've seen a new avenue. Mm. So it's not all bad. Um, and when you are forced into a different situation, especially with odd situations like autism, you find, you find God's pretty amazing in what he allows those kids to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it easier for him? You think because it's like a it's like a more controlled environment. Completely. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. more secure. It's his. It's it's his home turf. Now he's okay with with church, but it's not his home turf that he wakes up with, comes mm-hmm. downstairs, and boom, there it is. Well, it doesn't hurt that one of the worship leaders is his aunt, and his cousins often sing. When his cousins sing, mm-hmm. uh, even when we didn't have the video going, um. Boy, that was that was eyes forward, like trying to sing mm. with them. That's mm. so sweet. And we all know Josh, so yeah. the 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 crew knows who he is and what's he he's about, and so that is that's really encouraging as a dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's an age thing uh, with my kid, but she started realizing recognizing the pastors more, mm-hmm. and it may be because again they're on the big screen and not far off on a stage. Um, but she can identify the pastors and, and who they are, you know, and she's getting to learn them in all the different ones, all the different people. Like when you, when you preach the, the one time she, yeah. you know, uncle Terry's on the screen, you know, and, you know or, and, <laughs> yeah, or when, yeah. Um, when Randy's doing announcements or yep. something when the pastor doing announcements, you know, um, she'll recognize, recognize him too. And, and it, it's cool. Yeah. So there, see, there are some really positive things mm-hmm. that have come out of this because we've had to adjust and innovate. Yeah. that we're seeing things that we never would have seen otherwise coming to the forefront. Right. Mm-hmm. And one thing that, um, that I'm really excited about moving forward is we, we've been pre-recording our announcements, um, which I think is very helpful uh, just because it really helps um, the service stay on track, you know, and it, and it helps give information out to people as they need it. And then the focus still is then shifted to worship. So it helps streamline some of the, things that people usually tune out and mm-hmm. or people don't usually listen to puts in a fun format and then the focus really gets to be on worship and and we've been able to add 
an extra one to two worship songs per Sunday because of the pre-recorded announcements. Um, and that that makes a huge difference. Yeah, there's um, there's also a lot of people I know at our church, and I'm sure a lot of churches have the same thing happen too. Or we have a lot of our our older congregants that can't, that really cannot come in to be mm-hmm. physically in person at church anyway. And yeah. so I know for at least some of them, Zoom has been a way to be a part of Sunday school classes again, be a part like experience a church service and worship, even though they're not physically there. Um, and so there's a lot of people that are really able to take advantage of that and feel for the first time in a long time like they're actually part of the body, mm. um, which which is huge. And so. Um, with that, like with that, and then some of the um, some of the other benefits of that, do you think that online services or Zoom Sunday school classes, do you think that will ever truly go away, or is there like I see a lot of value in that sticking around? You know what I mean? I think Zoom becomes just an uh, a, a tool to be utilized, a fantastic mm-hmm. tool. Like as you said, we get to include more of the older generation who can't travel as far, or even mm-hmm. people. When they're out of town, they don't have to miss out on the discussion or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm sure this will be Terry's point coming up because your Sunday school class is multi-generational where you have the people who can come in and whatnot. Um, I think uh, speaking in more so the ministry I'm part of, which is yeah, primarily high school right now <clears throat> and some young adults, that it's going to take time for that to be utilized as a tool again because mm-hmm. right now a lot of the young adults and high schoolers are Zoomed, as the term goes, Zoomed out. Mm. Um, just so done with I know I'm done with it (laughs) and so um, I think it becomes another tool to be utilized Um, but in terms of like the younger generation um, it's going to take who are on it all the time it's going to take time for it to become a a tool to be utilized again before we go back before we go back to it Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is uh the Sunday school class that I'm leading right now is no longer the senior citizens, but it was started by the founders of the church. And so it has uh, a long history. And one of the things we do is we have people who check up on the shut-ins for a lot. And some mm-hmm. of these people have been shut in for 20 years mm-hmm. and we're now giving them an opportunity to join us. So for us, we were, John, you and I have been talking about we had before COVID, we had been talking about doing that for a year and a half and trying to find the right way of doing it and just didn't have the right tool. And when we were suddenly thrown into that situation, we were probably a few months away from implementing it, but I couldn't figure out how to get some of the mechanics. Mm-hmm. And here I discovered that some of these things are natural to the platform of Zoom or whatever automatic, you know, recording so that you can post those for the people who weren't there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll go back and review those things. So um, we'd been wanting to move in that direction, but just couldn't find the right avenue. And suddenly you went, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just use the thing. Mm-hmm. And we now have a regular 12 people who are there. And I know a number of them, three or four of them, don't have the ability to get out of their house because they're in assisted living or they don't mm-hmm. have driver's license or they're like, look, I was driving up until a few months ago, but, um, you know, I'm 90 and I'm not mm-hmm. steady and <laughs> I, I don't want to get in. I don't. How do they say it? I don't want the risk of driving being the end of my ministry. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that will never go away because we knew we had to do that anyway. And, you know, until the last of our senior citizens are taken home, I still don't think we'll lose that Mm-mm. because yeah. it's, it's an avenue that when you have a hybrid 
class and people get used to it. It's not just people on a screen. It's people who are there, but they're just in different pods, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it gets rid of the idea of, like we've talked about it a few times, or some churches have probably had this discussion of church is not the building, but it's the people. And mm -hmm. Zoom is one of the ways that it becomes less about meeting in the same building, but more so interacting with one another, even though it's virtually. Although I think it's going to take some time before we start utilizing that function a bit again. And it is draining after a bit. Uh, but definitely for like long distance connections with other churches that we become more of a big C church. Mm. That, um, that's how I can see Zoom being utilized moving forward. It has a great tool that I'm sure we would have found along the way, but it only got accelerated with COVID. Mm. But yeah, that is one way. And I think, and that's a, like a common thread through this series um, in general is that the progress that we were already making with technology being more integrated in our daily lives is accelerated by COVID. Another way the live stream is really useful too. I mean, as a parent, there are some days and some weekends where it's just things go down and you're just like, yeah, church Church getting everything happening. packed up for church <laughs> is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so to have that resource available to still attend in a way uh, or be, have that same experience as everyone else so you can relate to them throughout the week is really helpful. Um, mm -hmm. And also uh, something I've heard from a lot of people is um, while they watch our service or even attend our limited in-person mm -hmm. with social distancing, they'll also go and listen to other churches and other sermons yes. to get more resources yeah. because they're more readily available. And mm -hmm. uh, that's just such a cool idea to me that we, you know, we can have our community and we can have the people we invest in, but we can still have all these other pastors or teachers um, kind mm -hmm. of feeding into us and we can bring those things to the people around us. And we're not a supporting statistic for those points um, mm -hmm. that I read a few months back in preparation for these episodes is that about one out of three pre-pandemic church-going Christians has completely stopped attending church altogether mm -hmm. since the pandemic has hit. I don't know if that number is the same now, um, but a, a similar number have taken up that habit of hmm. um, attending their own church via live stream or in person and supplementing that with live streams or pre-recorded material from other churches mm -hmm. so that statistically is something that is happening at a significant rate which is really cool yeah and that's not something that we've really been able to do it's like okay well if i attend this other church and maybe like try something else out then i'm going to be missing out on you know seeing my people and being in my community so right. we get to do both at this point which is new yeah i think covid has um allowed us to take a step back and figure out what actually makes church church mm -hmm. um when we made i mean we had to make the switch abruptly um not just our church but all churches had to figure something out within seven days basically and so we took these elements that we had as a regular church service and threw them online and i think where we see that statistic of one third stepping away mm -hmm. um is because we took these elements, put them online, and called that church, which gets very dangerous because those are elements to a larger vision and heart uh, of what's behind mm -hmm. church. Yeah, there's more to it there's, than that. When everything first went down, I know, personally, I struggled with going because looking at a screen and watching this stuff, like John said, I wasn't comfortable singing to my computer screen. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the message was great, but then who do I, 
go to to talk to about or apply what I was learning when I was so socially isolated. And so what we what I ended up being convicted of um, was a passage in Hebrews, which is don't forsake the community you had at Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. Um, Very early on with that, because what we were allowed to see through this kind of forced, almost object lesson of like, here are the things we value about church and that what we say makes church. And we put them in one place and took out the community and realized, ooh, that's not church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are just elements to what makes church church right that help achieve its purpose and so i know for me that's been my struggle with online services because they have been great because you we're able to get resources and we're able to go look at these other great preachers and these people who have been gifted in that speaking these different messages across and get to take that all in but it then takes the extra step of now it falls in the responsibility of the listener mm-hmm. and those in those services gathering that resources to then um take it out into the world to be doers of what they're taking in and not just mm. listeners which should have already been happening yeah isn't that what the american church has been struggling with for decades mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think the thing that frustrates me most about this is not the forced innovation it's that there are so many churches who desperately hung on to form mm-hmm. as yeah. the main thing and there are a lot of con- congregants who want the form because that's what's comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing biblical about many of the forms that we have or structure church or whatever. And what we have the opportunity to do, I, I had a friend who was very, very dangerous and he said, we only have a few weeks left before our COVID window of re-evaluation is closed. Mm-hmm. And they're asking, what is really church? And I know we ask that a lot. But right now, we get it, to ask it. We with get purpose. to ask it. Yeah. And we don't have to try to reinvent the church. And I hear so many people say, How do we get back to the way the church was? And I say, I don't want to go back to the way the mm-hmm. church was. Mm-hmm. I want to find what Jesus wants, not what our American structure tells us. I think the way your friend put that, Terry, is mm-hmm. perfect because there has, like, right when things shut down, we stop meeting together, there's an uprooting that happens. An uprooting of everything that we know as normal and comfortable that fulfills our Sunday morning expectations. And so when you have a plant that is uprooted, you have a chance to, especially a diseased plant, you have an opportunity to check out the roots, check out the whole environmental situation, see what might be going wrong and fix it. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people, kind of like some of you have been saying, that are just wanting to get back in the soil. Yeah, you know and, I mean? I, and I agree with that. I think what I would add is they want to get back in the soil too quickly. Right. They want comfort. They want comfort. Not instead of really understanding of what they need. Exactly. Understanding of what they need. Because this isn't like the bash tradition or try to say like rhythm is bad. Um, it's the attitude behind the rhythm. Why mm. are you doing the rhythm? Mm. Why are you wow. doing the tradition? Why do we come to church and sit through to sing together worship songs? listen to someone speak it's not getting back in the soil it's actually examining it some people just want to move so quickly back into the soil that it's not allowing the opportunity to examine where the disease parts are and how we address those disease parts before we go back watch this as churches wrestle with that or try to get back to the old way watch the people who resist change and there's going to be not necessarily the people who are older 
but it's the people who want comfort. And the one thing they've said in mm. churches is the moment you have an event, it becomes the first annual. Mm-hmm. And then it's been, it becomes expected. When the Holy Spirit might move you to do something this way today, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's the solution for tomorrow. It means he might have a different solution. So for one thing, we need to be far more flexible in what the Lord tells us to, what to do. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. having stability is not a bad thing. But when stability becomes the thing that you are worshiping, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the problem. And we have become worshipers of program and comfort and part of that comfort is regularity yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i think i think a lot of churches are facing that very question of uh, of this chance to stop evaluate they're doing and try to address where there has been diseased parts and that just goes for so many I, i feel like so many churches today that we have this window and we can either quickly move back to what we've been doing before as the global or even just the national church of America, or we can take advantage of the gift of the window and move into a better state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a question to leave listeners with, what are you doing with your window, either individually or what you notice as a church body is going on where you're at? We would love to hear those submissions and dialogue with you. Genuinely. Genuinely. I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. 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 The conversation doesn't stop here. Conversation keeps going, and we would love to be continue to be part of that conversation. So if you, whatever comments, questions you have, please submit them to podcast at culturebound.org. We'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. and hope that you will join us next week. Episode six is going to be all about missions. So, I mean, domestic missions, international missions, all of the missions. So... All the missions. Uh, yes, all of them. Mission tortillas, mission. Not those, no. but, okay. well, I mean, maybe now we'll I'm talk hungry. about those. I don't know. Now I want tacos. Things come up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have lunch today. Either way. <laughs> or breakfast. We hope to have you on next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.